0: What's up, everybody? It's good to be back with you guys. This is Marriage Refined. This is me and Lauren just hanging out with you all again. Uh, Again, you guys, we are not gurus, okay? (laughs) We are not like, you know, marriage aficionados. You know, we're just two ordinary people who just want to help others, and we're still trying to figure things out ourselves. And we're glad you guys are here. And today we're going to talk about communication because communication is one of the it is one of the most important things in your marriage you need to know how to communicate and talk and deliver information to your spouse and it is not an easy thing you will constantly figure out how to communicate and re-communicate things to your spouse this is a process right i remember uh we were at your brother's wedding Mm -hmm. and there was a, a a divorce lawyer there and i remember him coming up to me and he said hey man As a pastor, do your best to keep marriages together because it is such, you know, it it takes such a toll on children and families and generations. Like, man, just keep marriages together. And one way to keep your marriage together is by communicating. Well. Well, exactly. Do it well. And again, in our marriage, we're still figuring it out. Not easy.
1: Yeah, it's taken a lot of time. It still takes a lot of time. There's still a lot to learn about it and how to do
0: it and hopefully one day get it figured out out. and we'll let you guys
1: know we'll have to keep reviewing (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) but it's so important to understand your partner
1: yeah and I think that's like the first thing to touch on is just when you want to communicate well you really do have to understand Mm -hmm. your husband or your wife or your fiance or whoever you're engaged to or whatever Um, it's just understanding them understanding them well, and that way, when you do attempt to communicate with them, they're receiving it well, and they're interpreting it well, and it's doing what you want it to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because they can't read your mind, right? No, no. I mean, <laughs> your spouse doesn't have ESP. I mean, eventually, you guys might start, you know, finishing yeah. the sentences. I mean, we yeah. do that sometimes.
1: Yeah, we do. But you
0: still can't. Your partner can't read your mind. They don't know everything that's going on inside that brain of yours. So it's so important. To explain, what are you doing? And I know for men, it's so hard for men to explain our feelings. Yeah. I know for it's for me, it's 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 hard for men to explain what's on their mind, how they're feeling, what they're going through, and because as men, a lot of time we're just taught to just shut, shut shove it down, shut it down, keep going, make it happen. But a lot of times, your spouse needs to know. She needs to know
1: what's going on. Yeah, and. A lot of times women just receive information differently, I think, than the way men communicate it. And so um, just being able, even gender, yeah. So I guess even gender is a thing to understand, too. Like, understanding generally how men will, will communicate and then women, which obviously there's outliers to all of this. Yeah. But just in general, understanding that um men and women communicate and receive information differently so it's another thing to really understand too
0: because mm-hmm. some men are feelers you know some men yeah. are, can explain their feelings well but a lot of us a lot of us brothers can't we just <laughs> rather just keep it yeah. keep it trucking and she can figure it out on the way but yeah. you can't do that we got to understand each other better right yeah so i don't
1: know yeah and, that, and i think the other point you want to talk on was just really understanding people's past experiences with communication so um, the way that they're raised, um, maybe they're raised by, um, two parents who maybe communicated in a way where there was a lot of screaming, or maybe they communicated in a way where they didn't communicate at all. So of like communication, or maybe things were resolved certain ways. Um, and generally kids grow up with that and they tend to do the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, also understanding how people communicated, um, in past relationships, Mm -hmm. You know, how that person communicated with them and all those things just really shape and form communication styles. And so it's really important to understand your um, husband or wife, or person's, whatever's um, communication style. That way, when you do get into those conversations that you're trying to have with them, you understand why they're communicating the way they're communicating. Mm -hmm. Maybe then helping them to see certain ways aren't really working in the relationship, how you can, you know, change it just so that you can have better communication leads to better results Mm
0: -hmm. you can read so much about a person by their family you know what seeing how their parents communicate and seeing how you know the the, you know how their aunts and uncles and sisters and brothers how they you know interact with each other that's a big key to knowing how your spouse will one day you know if you haven't married yet to know how they might communicate so yeah the the things you went through (laughs) Growing up, I mean, your family shapes so much of what you do in your marriage. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. but
1: Yeah. Scott, so Scott always makes fun of me because in my family, <laughs> we grew up like, you know, like if there's like a conflict or a problem or whatever, whatever, like you have the conflict and then you just don't talk for a while <laughs> and then it just like resolves itself. Like you don't like sit in Kumbaya and address it and talk about how did that make you feel, you know, (laughs) what can I do different? Like, that's not really how it, how we communicate. So I still do that to this day. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, are you going to talk about it? I'm like, no, it's over. Like, we don't need to keep talking about it. And he thinks there needs to be like a grand resolution, which maybe there needs to be. I don't know, but that's just not how. In
0: my mind, it's like, well, let's, let's figure this thing out. Like, why let's, let's not go down this road again. But exactly. Our family life is so different. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's true, but it's how it goes. Yeah.
1: Um, another point that we have um, that we want that we experienced and learned um, was just really understanding. Well, we kind of already talked about it. How just your partner is absorbing mm-hmm. information and the way you're communicating to them and how they generally what their idea is of resolving conflict.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's so important. Just yeah, when you see how your partner handles conflict and you see how you know you handle other issues it's like man how do we if i don't understand you then what then what yeah. it's like if, if i don't understand you it's hard for us to figure out how to resolve conflict right so it's so important to understand how you how you handle conflict and how you handle conflict will guide your communication going forward yeah that's right? true but but you know another part of communicating is not even words it's nonverbal like what you're doing to me right now like i can tell <laughs> things are churning in your mind right that non-verbal communication oh my goodness will go will probably be half of the issues or half of the the things you realize about your spouse just just the the, the little subtle nuances you know that they do the way they roll their eyes <laughs> the way they fold their arms right the way they sit in the chair and hold the remote and watch tv and you need know you need to talk to them about the budget but like I'm not gonna talk to him right now because he look like he's glued to the tooth. Y'all just yeah. all that nonverbal communication that you need to understand about your spouse is so so important.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I can say a whole lot with my face.
0: Oh my goodness! know y'all. <laughs>
1: yeah. We can all communicate a whole lot of information with our face without even saying a word. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and nonverbal cues. I mean, like, well, like you said, just how you how you're posturing, like how. How you look like you feel, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think, is something that can really either hurt or help your communication. Mm-hmm. I know. you're it. trying to have either serious or just any kind of conversation.
0: I know you hate when I do this when you're talking to me, right?
1: Yeah, you got see he's on his phone. See? <laughs> so, there's
0: yes, that nonverbal. I hate that. Yeah, it's like, if we're going to talk, right, let's look at each other. Let's have an t- attentive, active listening. And
1: Yes. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I there
0: is yes i hate that mm-hmm. well i mean that's one thing you know when i when i counsel couples and we, and we always start off with communication is just understanding how active listening is so part of communicate when you communicate and the other person is not understanding or, or they're not getting it that's not communication that's just a, a, a monologue yeah. <laughs> okay you're talking and it's just going over their head yeah that's not communicating but when a, when, when we can look at each other mm-hmm. and we can be attentive. And we can grasp each other and we're not speaking to attack. Yeah. We're speaking to understand. Yeah. It, it 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 really helps your communication with your partner.
1: Yeah. Well generally the person that's speaking is speaking to be understood and heard and the person listening should be listening to comprehend. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference between just listening or hearing the other person versus comprehending. When I was in kindergarten, this just popped up in my head. When I was in kindergarten, I'll never forget it. I went to Chandler Elementary School for kindergarten. And we learned, so we were learning active listening. And they used to play this song. And it was like, we need you, your ears, your eyes, your heart, your undivided attention. That's the five things that show active listening. That literally just popped into my head.
0: (laughs) I I realized that. Life, life can be boiled down to the things you learn in first and second, right? <laughs> Just That's the simple thing, nice. right? Nice. Yeah, if do that. Share. You know, she that down. I know, right?
1: Well, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, it's so important, though. Like, those nonverbal cues, I mean, you need to be mindful of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get better at that as well. But just being mindful of, wow, she's really talking about something that matters. Let me put my phone down. Let me, you know, adjust my posture at least, at least, just so she knows that I'm caring about. Even if she doesn't know that it's going over my head, (laughs) yeah. At least look like you're trying to. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of times that's what women want. They want your attention. They want you to look at them and give them your undivided attention. And a lot of times, maybe you're doing something like maybe you're reading or uh, reading. Like a lot of you can do things and also listen. Yeah. Like that is a thing. I can do that too. But that's not the point. It's Mm. not. It's the the point is that. At certain times, when you're communicating, you really just need to demonstrate mm-hmm. um, your undivided attention to them because that's just what a lot of women want to see, and want to feel. That has nothing to do with whether you can multitask or not. We know you can. We don't care.
0: Well, perception is reality to yeah. the to the person. So you yeah. might be absorbing it while you're on your phone, but you're, I'm looking like, okay, you're not even you don't even care right now. You, yeah. you, <laughs> you You responding to posts on Facebook. You playing with words with friends. I'm trying to talk to you. I <laughs> like perfect. Well, anyway, yeah. But anyway, when it's also important, you guys to under, And this is definitely I found out a woman things. You know,
1: this is his favorite
0: part. A, a lot of times, I found that Lauren she'll say things but not mean it. <laughs> she'll say, but she'll. Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. Oh you're not. Oh, it's okay, go ahead and go. Go ahead and go. No, you don't want me to go.
1: It's still communicating,
0: but right, you right. know. <laughs> it's, it's it's when you understand your spouse, you understand that there are things that they say, but that's really not what they mean. You know, oh it's okay, go ahead no, not really. I know you too well, girl. I know what you really
1: mean. <laughs> there's that I don't know if you've seen lately, there's this meme on social media going around and it's like, um, women list some say Say comment something you say but you don't really mean it. Mm. And then so they all get on there and they like, Go ahead. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> right. I dare you. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Is, is that-
1: <laughs> if you want to <laughs> You know, and as
0: a man, you gotta inside. be. See, as a man, you gotta be able to understand that. You gotta yeah. realize that that's not what she's meaning. And those that's are threats, exactly. <laughs> that's and, a threat. and it goes back to understanding, like as you understanding your spouse. Yeah, you gotta understand that part of her. And a lot of ladies are like that. They say those things, but that's not what she's meaning. Man, don't leave. She's like, get out of here. Then, oh, no, don't, don't leave. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, job. then go with your friend. No, don't do that. <laughs> Learn, brother. Oh, man. Learn to read through the lines. It's about reading through the lines. Yeah. So, and, and that takes time, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, we. I mean, less ladies have to get better at that too. Like, <laughs> like we said at the beginning, you have to explain what you want to happen
0: exactly because men we're like mean what you say say what you mean we're very a lot of men not all men but most men are direct okay if you mean me to leave that means i walk out of the door and close it (laughs) but you are getting upset because i'm doing what you told me to do i'm confused this man brain is confused oh guys i know we need
1: to do a better job
0: of training Mm -hmm. but oh anyway (laughs) but communicating but understanding each other you guys on both ends is so so important also weaponizing is, go
1: ahead yeah no go ahead, go ahead. i said this is one
0: of the best ones yeah weaponizing your, your partner's words or just using personal thing that they shared to say you know what you know if they've told you something or if they told you something in confidence or they said something before and you use their words then to attack them you know you yes. you said something to me i don't, I don't even know a good example but let's just say you say something to me but then a couple of weeks later i use that as an attack against you yeah that's that's awful. yeah that's a lot of
1: times it's you're doing it out of spite anyway and it's usually super hateful and it's not you're not saying it to you're not saying it to help now there may be a time where you have to bring up certain things because maybe you see it's like a pattern of behavior and you want to address that with them but there's a certain context in doing that and a certain tone where you're doing that what we're typing yeah we're talking about is weaponizing those things so you know oh well remember last year when you said you're gonna or you know it's like a lot of times bringing up the past Mm. terrible situations Mm -hmm. is is what we're talking about and most of us know that when we do that instantly the conversation (laughs) yeah it's is it's not going good now like it won't probably be good either it's going to end really badly so
0: it's almost like keeping score yeah you know when you keep score well she said this last time i'm gonna say this and you said that well no just don't keep score you're not you're not opponents you're on the same team
1: yeah and we're not saying that terrible situations shouldn't be resolved what we're saying is when you're trying to communicate well and have helpful meaningful conversations not to use personal things they shared mm-hmm. past situations terrible experiences whatever you guys have experienced together or individually against them to make mm-hmm. them feel less than in the relationship right so
0: important. that's
1: what we're talking about
0: so so important i wish i had more on that but it's like that's it's a huge one
1: yeah, that could be a whole thing itself. It could
0: like, it it, really
1: could. Yeah, because
0: yeah, I could go on. Anyway, <laughs> well, and this is, here's another one that you know I've told Lauren I remember a long time ago. She was always you always this <laughs> or you never do that. You see every most of these single are, like, time i a woman. And you say these are things <laughs> we found in our marriage that you use those absolute terms, right? You say, well, you <laughs> never do this. What? I never do it. Or you always do that. Yes, Yes. Those, those absolute terms really actually... Talk about weaponizing. Those things really just cause... Those are just logs that you throw in the fire of bad communication. Yeah. So nobody always does anything. Nobody never, ever does anything. It, it's important that you realize that how you shape what you need to say without using those absolute terms can be very important.
1: Yeah. And I've told Scott, like, sometimes when it's often or frequently, it feels like always. It <laughs> or yeah. it feels like, you know, whatever... just because it feels like that doesn't mean it's true so I do I try to get that's one thing I do did I think I'm getting a little better because like I'll try to be like okay I'm not going to say always I'm not going to say never (laughs) but I'll be like it seems like
0: (laughs) it seems to me (laughs)
1: like you consistently are you know whatever so yes try to avoid universal statements when addressing
0: any problem you may have well, the Bible also says in Proverbs. I mean, we just got done with Proverbs, so yeah. it said that grievous words stir up anger. So harsh words stir up anger, but soft words turn away wrath. Soft words can, the way you frame your words can, can the tone, yeah. right? And how and those, you know, those absolute words. If you change that, you'd be amazed at how the conversation can go a lot differently when the tone. Because words, some words carry their own tone, like always or never. Like, you never wash the dishes. What? I just washed them last <laughs> <laughs> but But yeah. the, the tone is so important in those absolutes. So
1: Yeah, and your delivery of it. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's like an example would be like, I could say, Scott, I can't believe you backed the car out of the garage. It's getting ready to snow. There's a whole snowstorm that, what? that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm. And then a better way would be, Scott, can you help me understand why you back the car out of the garage.
0: I hope you understand. I <laughs> <laughs> you can't anyway. say that.
1: <laughs> so that's right. just a very quick example of, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that is that is a helpful tip. So if, if you have something you're frustrated about and you want to address it, usually in my mind, I can, when I want to know something, I'll say, can you help me understand? And then I'll say what the problem is. Because otherwise I'm going to say, you... You you, yeah,
0: you you you
1: you you you, <laughs> you 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 <laughs> <laughs> you you you. So um, an easy way to fix that is just to say, "Can you help me understand why?" Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so those are just a couple of tips on maybe getting the background of um, your partner or whatever, just to help you understand how to navigate the conversation. In those, um either I mean, it can be simple things too. It doesn't always have to be like a conflict or a fight or whatever just conversing well with them. Right. But now we're going to get into um some things that will help you to uh communicate well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's I think it's important so to communicate, but what do you communicate about? Yeah. Right? There's so many things that we talk about that you need to be very direct and very we need to understand each other. There are some things in your marriage that you could possibly keep foggy, but there are some but there are other things that We need to be on the same page with like when it comes to money, right? We just talked about money at church not too long ago. When it comes to your parenting style, your faith, uh, your mental health, these are things that need to be communicated directly. You don't want to be on the fence or in the gray area with these with your spouse. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh,
1: sorry. No, and you don't want to wait until it's a problem. To we'll communicate these things, yeah. yeah. So we're going to be proactive about communicating these things together. Usually these are best done before you get married.
0: Oh, gosh,
1: yes. <laughs> you would hate to get married and find out that you have to work through a whole slew of different parenting styles together. A whole thing of um, faith and how you're going to operate in that with your kids. Like, mm-hmm. a whole thing of money and learning. Like, these are not, I mean, it's not impossible. But it's just added stress. If you can figure these things out before you get married, you'll see if you're a good fit or not ahead of yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so that's the best option. But these things have to be communicated frequently, too. So mm-hmm. even after you do get married or you're dating or whatever, whatever, these are things that have to be communicated often because life changes. Circumstances change. Seasons of life change you know and so your kids maybe you're not always going to be the kids won't be home or mm-hmm. maybe your money goals are changing or maybe mm-hmm. there's your mental health status is changing so it's just important um to know that it's not like a one hitter quitter conversation like these yeah. are things that need to be happening all the time if you want to maintain the health of mm-hmm. your
0: relationship so these aren't the type of when it comes to your money parenting your kids your faith your mental health these aren't the type of conversations that just happen in the drive-by you yeah. know, while while your wife's cooking, I'm just gonna hey, hey I, you know, we need to figure out our money. What, what, no, we need probably need to sit down, yeah. and look at each other and make this a conversation that we need to go out to dinner to have or something. So, these aren't your drive-by conversations, well,
1: and know what conversations are to be done in public and in oh, the house yes, true. <laughs> if you that's already true. know that that's a sensitive topic like money or a budget probably not best done at dinner at Red Lobster or wherever yeah. you dine at your favorite local <laughs> joint yeah.
0: um, go get that- a babysitter for the kids and then you guys can talk about it but but these are the type of topics that you don't leave in the gray area yeah
1: yeah, you going to be very clear on those mm-hmm. that way you know where you're going same mm-hmm. goal same goal Next. So,
0: so processing, communicating feelings and emotions. Again, I I talk about this with men. Like, a lot of times with men, it is hard for us to talk about how we feel. You know, because a lot of times we're we're taught, well, that's not masculine. You know, that's not a man. A man doesn't always talk about how when he's happy or sad or blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. But your wife needs to know that. She she needs to know how you're feeling. I work on this too. You know, we need to let our spouses know, hey, I had a bad day at work. You know, it's just not, I don't want to keep you guessing. You know, you, you keep them in the dark. So as men, this is one that's so big is communicating how we feel to our wives. If we're if we're frustrated about different things, if we're working a lot, if we're, you know, got a lot of different, if we're worried about how to make ends meet, we, it, it's OK to express to your spouse like, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. You know, I'm I'm a little upset today. You know, I'm 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 disappointed. You know, it, it's important to use that terminology with your spouse, because oftentimes men, we, we just leave our wives in the dark. So communicating our feelings is, is huge.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think, it, I don't think it's said enough about how important, like, the conversations around, like, your mental health are, and I've said before in other conversations, like, I think it's the stigma that's around the term mental health, like, a lot of times it has negative connotations to it, but it really is mental health, I mean, you, you could call it what you want, I, a code word that makes you feel better, or whatever, but it really is so important, especially for women, too, to just be able to communicate what the problem is, um. because like we said before, they can't read our minds. So unless Scott tells me something different, I assume he's having a great day and he's a normal Scott. I have no idea. I'm going to act the same. I'm not going, I mean, I'm going to ask him to do the same things. I'm going to expect the same performance, whatever. But if he comes home from work and I say, Hey, how's work? And he's like, you know, this, 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 this was really terrible, you know, spiritual stuff, whatever, whatever. Then I'm probably not going to be as demanding or maybe I'll do extra prayer. Like there's other things I'll do. I'll behave differently. To help him get through that or to heal through it or process the day or whatever. And then we can revisit to see how it's going. And maybe tomorrow's great. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. Um, but you just have to learn to... You, you express those things so you know how you can pivot into, like, a more supportive role mm-hmm. during those times. Because you have to be supportive in your marriage when your partner is going through whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, good and bad and sad and all this
0: stuff. But the point is, if you don't know it... Right. Then- you leave her in the dark or yeah. him in the dark. So it's so important to communicate well with all of the things we talked about. How you're feeling, your emotions, because that's that's a big thing that I think a lot of spouses, a lot of men I know for sure leave out. Is how do, how do I let, how do I let my wife know how I'm genuinely feeling? It's so yeah. so important.
1: Well, that and we already know that a lot of our actions are based off emotion. Like a lot, of we that's no, not always great. But if I can understand. How he's feeling, I can understand maybe some irregular like irregular behaviors or just mm-hmm. things like that or just some, some cues mm-hmm. and how he can address those. So anyway, it's good.
0: It is. It is. And it's so important, too. When there's, We talked about conflict. We talked about this. But I think it's so important that if there is conflict, make sure you're coming to your spouse first. A lot of us, you know, we got our girlfriends, you got your boyfriends, right? Well, boyfriend, anyway. Well, you got your friends who are men, who are who are, who are, who are women, yeah, whatever you want to call them, you guys. Uh, but it's so important, or your parents. Some of you are very close to your parents. It's so important to communicate conflict, whether it's with money or the kids or whatever, with your spouse first. Yeah. My wife doesn't need to find out, you know, that I've already talked to my dad about a bazillion different things and never came to her first with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would feel bad, you know, if she... talk to all of her family and friends before she at least came to me about something that you're really wrestling with Mm -hmm. so your your spouse wants that respect they want to know that that you love and care about them enough to share with them what's going on with you before the outside world yeah
1: well I think it's just that in marriage like there's a degree of vulnerability and you want to feel worthy of that so if I don't feel like if I were to feel like you couldn't be vulnerable with me then I would start to think like, well, why, well, what's wrong with me that he can't share? Like, what do I not respond? Right. Do I not act, you know, like you, you start to make well one, you start to make it about you, you know, what's wrong with me that they won't share. And then two, it has the potential to create just like an emotional
0: divide, if you yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. Or
1: a gap because there is an area there that you're not uh, united in. And we've talked about that before in another podcast um, or episode, you could go back. I think it's like one or two. Um, but there's just there's just too much room for trauma mm-hmm. in there if you don't. And if you can't communicate those things to your spouse, maybe you need to ask yourself why. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is it that I can't communicate this to my husband? Why is this I can't communicate this to my wife? What what is the problem? And most of the time I'll tell you it's usually shame. Mm-hmm. Usually, shame. Mhm.
0: And nobody wants to find out what their spouse is dealing with after they read your post on Facebook. Like you done told the world on Facebook what you're re- dealing with <laughs> yes. and your spouse don't even know. Nobody wants to find out secondhand information about your marriage, you know?
1: Well, yeah,
0: go ahead. But so it's so important that, you know, if you're dealing with something, if there's something that needs to be talked about, leave everybody else out first. Maybe there is a time, but maybe there are times too that you maybe need to get some counseling on how to talk to your spouse, But but more often than not, if there's something that needs to be directly communicated, start with them.
1: Yeah, and I hate to tell you, but, like, 90% of the time, people on Facebook don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just the like, entertainment. you're just
1: entertainment <laughs> for them, and it is not doing what you want it to do. I mean, you might get a little bit of attention, which maybe that's what you're looking for. That's another situation. Um, but usually there's no resolution out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So true. Yeah.
0: So, so true. Anyway we talked about a few of these other things just active listening speaking to be understood and i I know there's a lot of times you know even when when you're in an argument right and you know and you're you're trying to talk about something a lot of times we 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 weaponize our own words we use our words as daggers we're not speaking and that's not communication right if i'm upset with lauren i just want to you didn't you know uh cook the right meal or whatever the case may be or you didn't of, of make the bed and blah 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 and I, and I use these words but I'm not trying to communicate with her I'm just trying to get my point across that's never a good thing that's not communication again that's just a monologue we speak so that she can understand how I'm feeling so that she can come back to me and say okay I, I understand I see this or or vice versa she's speaking to me so that she can be understood not to just throw verbal daggers at me
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's good to know too, like what the best way to approach your spouse is. So, Mm -hmm. um, he probably knows that just coming in and screaming at me is immediately going to make me like snap back. Like I'm coming (laughs) back for you. So that's just not. Yeah. And so, yes. Um, one of the other points we have on here that I think is so, so good is to know the timing Mm, to have some conversations, um, the less favorable conversations, um, maybe you maybe early in your marriage or you're dating, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's at the end of the day. Um, you decide that for this 15 minutes or for the end of the day, you know, we're going to talk about is there anything during the day that I said that hurt your feelings? Was there anything that you think didn't go well? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're feeling, tell me what you're thinking, and allow that to be a time for growth and just like kind of exploring the day together, yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how it went. And then when you get married, you usually don't have to. I mean, usually you might be in a season where you do, but usually you don't have to do it every day. Maybe once a week, you say, "Hey, on Saturdays we're going to sit or and talk about this," or once a month we're going to do the review our budget goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you get as you get more in tandem with each other, which you kind of said you don't really have to do that as much, but. It still should be, like, a frequent conversation as you go through your relationship Mm -hmm. because, like I said, things change.
0: Things always change. Your spouse is changing. Your interests are changing. And it's so important that communication is, is done well in your marriage. Yeah. Just being able to speak to your spouse about how you're feeling, about what's going on, being able to talk to them about anything is so, so key. Being able to talk about your life, your goals, what you want to do together. You'd be amazed how many marriages have just crumbled because communicating well is, is so hard for them but it doesn't have yeah. to
1: be yeah it doesn't have to well be. like you said like it goes back to what that divorce lawyer was saying mm-hmm. we are demonstrating even though we're not directly speaking to our children they are watching us so we are demonstrating to our children what a good marriage looks like and what good communication in the marriage looks like mm-hmm. and that's not to say like it's gonna be perfect all the time it is certainly a, a growing pains on their grind <laughs> pains um <laughs> But we are a demonstration to our kids because then they're going to be that way in their marriage and then with their kids. And this is a generational thing that we're trying to address here. Mm-hmm. So it's just better. Um, and maybe your parents were great at it. Um, my parents didn't live together. Um, so I just saw them kind of individually. Um, but if there's sometimes things can be changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just
0: something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it takes time. Be patient. Right. Be yeah. Patient with one yeah. Another. So, so important.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, why are we sharing this? So we're sharing this because there's, one, it is one of the reasons for divorce, one of the top reasons, um, but we wanted to just share, like, that communication doesn't have to always be bad, it doesn't always have to end bad, um, it's more, it's more to help you develop and grow in your marriage, um. we wanted to share basically how you can use it to bring you closer together Mm -hmm. rather than tear you apart.
0: Exactly. Cause whatever, whatever is, is dividing you, whatever you keep separate is going to divide you. So if if you are only communicating with yourself and others and not in your marriage, it's going to keep you divided. You got to be able to come to your spouse and say, honey, I got this going on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And she, and you got to be able to come back to me and say, you know what? I got the, you know, we we just communicate with each other all as best we can. So, be all that to say, communicate well. There's a lot to it. I mean, we, we could go, we could have like five podcasts probably on yeah, this thing.
1: episodes. Each yeah. one of
0: these things. So it's so important to remember, guys, you're on the same team. Yeah. Like this, you're on the same, There is this is Team Matthews, right? Yeah. This is us. Yeah. So that's what it's about.
1: Yeah. Just use it as a tool. Use it as a tool to bring you closer together, mm-hmm. not as a weapon for mass destruction. <laughs> um.
0: That mouth boy will get you in trouble.
1: I think like you did a whole sermon on like, it's like the smallest part of your body that can do the most damage or something like that. And it is true. Um, one last piece that most uh, people forget after resolving the conflict or talking about all the things is that you have to be able to plan, um, For the future, okay, now that this has happened, now that we have mended, rectified the situation, now we're closer together like glue, okay, great. Um, How are we going to prevent this in the future? Mm -hmm. It's fine to make a plan. If I say, hey, you know my, this is my trigger, whatever. Scott now knows that's my trigger, so we don't do that anymore. You know, Or from now on, talking about parenting things or the budget things, like, hey, okay, so we don't have a meeting set, so now how about in the future, once a month, we meet to talk about money goals, Mm -hmm. things like that. So, so it's basic. just making yeah it's just making a plan it's making a plan and sticking to it
0: mm-hmm. that's really all that's to it mm-hmm. well guys we thank you for being with us on this podcast we enjoyed talking with you guys about this we could talk about this for days yeah right? but it's so important that you communicate well and that you and also remember bring invite the lord into this yes. pray together always you know remember god is the glue that keeps you together so yes. pray with your spouse talk about Uh, the the things you want to do spiritually, but I think it's so important that you invite Jesus into this marriage each and every day when it comes to your words, when it comes to our actions. So this is Marriage Refined. We will see you guys next week. All right, see ya.